Hello and welcome to Redirected, a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, entrepreneurs, and elite level athletes to hear the story of how they arrived where they are today. The common link between them? They each have been redirected from what they thought their life or career would look like into something much different, something they were truly passionate about. I am your host, Andrew East, engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I can't wait to share these stories with you to help inspire you to redirect your own life. Thank you so much for being here. I am absolutely thrilled with our featured guest today, Luke Sanders, who is a UFC mixed martial arts superstar. We discuss what it looks like to set ambitious goals and how to pursue them relentlessly. Luke is currently on his fifth contract in the UFC and just recently had a new fight announced for August 25th of this fall. As usual, information on how to connect with Luke online and on social media to see what he's up to on a day-to-day basis is included in the show notes, so go ahead and check those out. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to love this show with Luke Sanders. Uh, Luke, glad to have you on here. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Good to be here, brother. A couple of Nashville natives here. Yeah. Pretty proud of it. Nashville, Um, baby. Luke, so I was I was doing a little background research on you. Mm. You have you have a legendary athletic history. I mean, Ooh. we're talking BMX national championships. Am I right? Yeah. Wrestling state championships. Mm-hmm. Hockey state championships. Yeah. Walk us through. Give give us a little bit of background of 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 where you're from, how you got to where you are, and and we'll roll from there. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, just just a young buck, you know. And uh, back in the day, and that's that's kind of was as a kid. That's all I wanted to do is like play a sport professionally. So, yeah, man. I guess my parents noticed it. Uh, my dad, he said, like he brought me home because uh, my parents didn't have a lot of money, and we, we was like in a trailer park, so it was a little rough, you know. Yeah. And uh, so my dad brought me home this bike. I don't I don't remember where he got a yard sale or whatever but he he fixed it up real good and like all the older kids they would race around the block and like this is my first bike but i would smoke these kids like (laughs) i'd be like waiting at the finish line just waiting on them so my dad was like i'm gonna take you to the bmx track and see what's up yeah so uh yeah we did that and i mean i guess you know after one or two races i was, was doing the same thing at the bmx track and then so uh so we was fortunate to be able to get to like national tournaments and it just took off from there and you know tried karate and all that stuff and i i ended up at national tournaments doing that and i was just traveling like with the with the local club like ended up going with the with all the like travel kids like i just kind of made my way through the ranks and then you know next thing you know i was traveling every weekend for a sport like i was just gone Every weekend. For, like, for multiple sports. Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I was doing, like, wrestling and BMX. And then I started doing um, hockey, you know. And people would, like, sponsor me and, like, help me out. And so I was just gone. Just playing sports, being a little roughneck. <laughs> Golly, man. Yeah, so so it just kind of – that's how I started, man. And it was it was cool. In high school, what sports were you playing? Yeah, so in high school I started playing football, and then um, I played hockey my freshman year. So we ended up winning a state title then, and then my sophomore year I moved. So they didn't have a hockey team. It was like a little school um, just outside of Clarksville, so they didn't have a hockey 
a hockey team. So, so I started wrestling and I got third and first there. And then, um, I graduated. And so I played like, uh, like a semi like pro roller hockey team. And we like roller traveled hockey. and stuff. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause like they did a write up about me and it was like, it was like at the leave Chronicle and I guess the coach seen it. So he like called me and he was like, Hey, you know, we got this team. You want to come like try out? And so I come and try out, and it was like you're on it. <laughs> so I, I, was didn't, like, cool. I didn't even know what roller hockey. You talking it's just cool. hockey on on skates? Yeah, like, it's like indoor roller hockey, no kind of like a, a arena soccer. Okay, like indoor soccer. It's kind of like the same like transfer. So it's a little little quicker, a little faster. But uh, does it get physical? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We used we used to clear the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like the enforcer kind of, but I had a little bit of skill, you know, and I was explosive. So I was that dude, and it was fun, man. It, you know, it was it was like, what am I gonna do now? And so, because I was just getting out of school, so I was like, what, what am I gonna do? Like, I want to play sports, and that that popped up, so that was cool. You weren't born in in Nashville, were you? No, so I moved here uh, when I was six months old. Really? Yeah. Clarksville? Uh, Nashville, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, w- I went to Clarksville and I graduated there, um, but I went like halfway through my sophomore year from here. Gotcha. So I ended up graduating there, but I moved right back one- once I graduated. Yeah. You graduate high school. What happens next? Yeah, so like, man, when I was in high school, um, I was like, I was playing all these sports and I didn't have time to get a regular job like normal kids. So, like, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so I was like, I got to make money. So, I had, like, a dirt bike, and I sold it, and I bought some weed. Okay. <laughs> so, I was like, I, like, I got to figure out how I'm going to make money because I can't get a job. I'm playing sports. Like, I'm traded. I, I can't do, like, bad groceries at the grocery store down the street like all the right, other kids. Right. But, like, how am I going to make money? So, I'm like... All right, I'm going to sell this dirt bike I had that I got for, like, whatever. Uh, It was, like, I had it forever. So, like, (laughs) it was one of those things we, like, fixed up. So, I sell it, and I buy, like, a bunch of weed from a Mexican I knew. So, I'm half Mexican. So, (laughs) I was, like, so so I did that. And then um, I was, like, man, this, I got to do something else. So, I was selling weed, and I had, like, a couple new vehicles. And I'm, I'm a young kid, you know, still in high school coming out of high school and uh so i opened up a business and i had like pit bulls and i I would take them to shows and like um they would do like weight pools and they were like show dogs you know like okay really pretty like i got these dogs from like i did my research and i got like the best ones because you know i wanted like a nice dog right and then i just so happened i got a female and then then they would have puppies and i was making really good money on it you know and i I had these cars, and I was like, well, you know, my dad's like, you need to get a job. So I'm like, okay, I got to get a nine-to-five. I'm out of school now, you know? Yeah. So I started doing um, heating and air and uh, plumbing, and I was like, I got really good at it. So I did that for a few years, and I got really good at it, and I was, like, leading, like, like crews and stuff. Like, I had guys working for me, and these were big jobs, like on Fort Campbell and like wow. different like government jobs so so you get paid pretty good money because it's all scale but it just it didn't feel right i was like man because in that like in that career path you're young so you can work you know like and then the older people are like telling you what to do but 
Like, at this point, I knew more than they did. Right. And I was kind of, like, running this show, but they were making more money than me, and they weren't doing nothing. I'm like, man, like, I I'm, I work my way up, just right. like everything. I'm always going to work my way up because I'm a, I'm a hustle. And uh, so I was like, man, this ain't this ain't panning out. But I was making way mo- more money selling weed. You know, at this, <laughs> point, at this point, it was just like a, it was like a, it was like a cover up, you know? And, uh, so I was like, Woof, I don't know. What am I going to do? I don't like this. So, so I stopped doing that and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's not getting me to where I want to be. I don't want to be doing this weed stuff. The, uh, the weed or the air conditioning? The weed or the air conditioning. I'm like, man, I don't want to be dirty. Like, I don't mind working and sweating, but I don't want to be dirty and stuff every day and tired. Especially when I'm not making that much money. Like, I was making money, but, you know, wet as much as the other thing. So, I was like, all right. So, so finally I stopped that. And then I I got into sales. And I did sales. And I did the waiter thing. And, uh. And then I kind of was like, whatever, I'm, I'm done with all this. I'm going to strictly focus on, like, sport. You were doing the karate stuff, did well with that. Yeah, yeah. And so you were just like, let me get into MMA. Yeah, so, like, I knew I could scrap. Right. And uh, I was watching The Ultimate Fighter, and that was, like, when it first started coming out. So I was watching The Ultimate Fighter, and I was like, man, I can whoop his ass, like, I can I can whoop that dude's ass. This is what I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, I can whoop his ass. I mean, like, I've thought that too when I watched the fights, Luke. But it doesn't mean I'm actually gonna try to go do it. All right, but I mean, you know, I was just like, I know I can whoop his ass. Like, I know it. So I just I see myself sitting there, like a 40 year old man, like doing construction or plumbing or something, dirty work boots, sitting at a bar, having a beer, watching this TV. And the guys up there fighting and being like, I could have whooped his ass. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be him. That's not me. I'm not I'm not okay with that. So right then and there, I decided I'm going to be in the UFC. And how old are you at this point? Uh, man, I was I was probably like, like 20. Okay. Yeah. So then where do you start? Yeah, man. So I just... I went to the gym, and uh, the guy was like, hey, you're pretty good. I, I I went into the gym, and so I started, the first time I went into the gym, like, straight balls to the wall, you know? Like, I'm in there with guys that are, like, uh, military, um, you know, rangers, yeah. you know, special forces, Green Berets, stuff like that. So, they're they're bad dudes, you know? Like, they got skills. I might have been 19. I, I was young. I was just getting out of school. And, uh, yeah, so I, I got in there, and within, like, a week, I'm, like, helping him teach people. Really? Yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is more my flavor. Like, And then I had my first fight, like, two weeks later, and it was it was freezing cold outside this night, right? And I was at this pavilion, and it's outside, and it's, like, cold. You can see your breath. And, um... So I don't know who I'm fighting or anything. I get there and it was like old school, man. It was it was weird because like then as amateurs and stuff, you could like knee and elbow and it was like almost anything goes, you know? <laughs> okay. Like yeah. like it was some country people in there and they wanted some blood, <laughs> you know? So like they're like, All right, you're fighting this kid from Texas. 
And he's like, I don't know, he was like seven and one, eight and one. Anyways, he had been like killing everybody. And here. you're walking in O and O. Yeah, and I had like two weeks of training, literally like two weeks. What? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I've been here before because I, I I've had this situation happen, and I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Just jump so, in there. And- yeah. So I hop in there. And uh, we squad for a little bit, and you know everybody was like, "Hey, this kid's like really messing people up. He's like the next, the next thing everybody's talking about." Like yada yada, you could hear them all talking about the kid, hyping him up, you know. So I was like, "All right, sweet, like whatever." So he's in, and he's we're all like all in the same room stuff. So we're like damn near looking at each other, like shirt off, you know what I mean? <laughs> like what you looking at, bro? Oh, man. And then so we get out of there, and um, we squad for a little bit, and uh, I ended up submitting him um like two minutes into the second round. So we did five minute rounds. So it was like a professional fight, basically. Uh, so I ended up submitting him with the only submission I really knew. And uh, it was, like, the basic, like, one you learn, like, uh, as a white belt when you come into the gym, you know? Wow. So, like, I ended up submitting him with that. But I, I beat him up pretty good before then. But, yeah, so I beat him up. And, you know, he was crying. And his parents and all them, they come up and, like, his coaches. And it was like, hey, this kid, like, that you just beat. Like, he was, you know, he was the, the person, you know? Wow. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't remember his name, but. He he did have skill because, you know, most people don't make it past the first. <laughs> right. So he has some skills. I enjoy watching UFC. I enjoy watching MMA. Yeah. But I'm just a spectator. And so to think about, I mean, when I sit down and watch these guys on TV, we're talking like the elite of elite. Yeah. I feel like me and a lot of other people don't really think about the young days when these people are fighting in pavilions on a freezing cold night, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to think about the trajectory of starting there and ending up on, you know, where you're talking, oh, these guys are making millions. It's like, yeah. it's a two different worlds. All right, let me just give you a little background on this guy. 1-0 in the Strike Force League, right? 2-0 in XF- XFC, 4-0 in RFA, 2-0 in Gameness, um, 1-0 in Rhino, 2-2 in UFC. Yeah. That's pretty beast, bro. So Thanks, that man. that first fight, what is that? Is that the strike force? Is that your talk? Yeah, that was my uh that was my debut. But this was this was like didn't even count on my record. Like nobody really? has like knowledge of it or anything. <laughs> it was just, like, you know, it yeah. was about as underground as it gets. Okay. You know, so uh yeah. Yeah, but that was that you got it, man. That was the record, you know. So walk mm-hmm. me through the progression because I, I, I know all this, but I don't really know the order of – so you do the first fight. Yeah. And then what happens? Yeah, so so I had that first fight, and then, um, man, I was still kind of like transitioning out of being a weed dealer, you know? And I was like – because it was such good money. I was like, damn, <laughs> you know, two new cars. I'm still in high school. I got two new cars, you know? I was, right. I was doing okay, and then I, I had the pit bulls, so I was like – and, and I was shipping them all over the world, too. People were, like, calling me. And that was, like, a, a business I started when I was, like, 16, you know? And so, like, I was, like, making really good money off of both of those things. Way more money than working. So, I, I get that first fight. And I'm like, man, what am I going to do? Right. And uh, around this time, I met my daughter's mother. So, you know, we, we weren't together that long. And she ended up getting pregnant. And so, I was like, well... I kind of got to put this on 
on the back burner. She's trying to go to school, so, like, I need to be, you know, the provider, and I need to be, right. you know, stable, and I got to have a real job. So I went back to doing the real job, you know, and uh, that's what I did for a while. You and doing AC again? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I went back to doing AC because, you know, she was going to go to school, I was going to take care of like them. She wouldn't have to work, you know? So I was like, all right, I got to, I got to man up and, you know, provide and put my, my goals and my dreams on the back burner for the family, you know? So I did that. And, uh, about four years later we split up and I was like, okay. So I'm about 24 right before a strike force. And I'm like, okay. So you fought and then four years later, that's when, you did strike force. You took yeah. a four year hiatus from like when you first started getting yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Wow. How'd you get back into it? So, um, me and her mom, we we split up, and you know, we went our different different ways, and you know, she needed me to provide, so I was that's what I was doing, and then you know, I couldn't keep it together anymore, and we we separated. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna focus on me. So wow. I had a knee injury this whole time that I hadn't gotten fixed. So um, it was an ACL. I had a torn ACL, and I'm just working every day, like, on this with, you know, doing, like, labor, you know. So I was like, all right, well, now I'm going to – so I got my knee fixed, and I was, like – I was laid up, and I was like, as soon as I come back, I'm just tearing through everybody. <laughs> like, wow. you know what I'm saying? I lost my daughter. I lost my family. My knee was bummed. I could I could work. So I was like, as soon as I come back, somebody's gonna pay. <laughs> I was like, somebody's ass is grass. <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you get the do you have an agent at this point or how do you get into the strike force? Man, so I go back to the gym and um I'm in Nashville, so I'm I go back to the gym and now I start training and so I had like I had three amateur fights. No, four amateur fights. In six months, and um, basically, they fl- they three fights in six months. Four, yeah, wow. Four amateur fights in six months, and this is right off of ACL surgery. You know, like I was jumping back into it. I shouldn't have been <laughs> what I was so fast, but um, you know, you're young and you're yeah. scrappy. You don't you don't think about like the process. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like go. And uh, so I jump in and um. I got four wins, and they basically brought everybody up from out of out of state, you know, for me. And, uh, you know, I, I won all those fights, and, you know, there were black belts and undefeated guys from out of state because nobody in, in, the, in the state would really fight me. So they had to bring people in from out of, out of state. So after my fourth fight, I beat a black belt from Florida, um, and I wrecked this kid. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he was busted up. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like, okay. So after that, they was like, we're going to send you to San Diego. And I'd never been out on the West Coast. You know, like, I've, I've traveled a lot, but it was more Midwest, yeah. North, and South. And uh, so I was like, okay. So I fly out to um, San Diego. And at the time, you know, I get there to the gym and. It's all new to me, like the West Coast vibe. I was like, okay, I could dig this beach, yeah. and, you know, all the girls, <laughs> nice cars. You know, I yeah. get picked up in a sweet whip, 
and then we get there and uh and i'm training so i end up training with a lot of guys that are in the ufc uh currently and um i help them get ready for their camp so it's like it, it it's crazy because i get there and you know get to the gym and coaches like hey eric del fierro he's a legendary coach out in san diego he's like hey guys get dressed out uh we're about to have sparring so i'm like i didn't think he was talking to me he looked right at me. i was like all right so we're gonna go we're doing this so i run up and and get changed out there like dorms upstairs and uh just a bunch of dudes it was like the ultimate fighter but it was above the gym so everybody was staying there you know and like you had to bring your own blow-up mattress and it was you know they had the kitchen and stuff and it was like you know you're scrapping all these people and uh like I remember I jumped in the ring that day and I did four or five minute rounds with the guy. Yeah, Can't so right off the plank. Yeah, it was it was intense and you know. So after we get done sparring, I'm like I'm like dude comes up to me, he's like, Man, good job. Like that was that was really good, thank you. And I was like, Oh, I appreciate it. He's like, you know, what's your record? And I was like, oh, I'm four and oh. I was like, What about you? And I think he was like twenty four and six. I was like, Oh, that's cool. When <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, When's your next fight? He's like, oh, I'm fighting Marcus Davis in the UFC next month. And I was like, oh, that's tight. That's cool. And I'm 4 though as an amateur, you know. So I just went with a guy two weight classes above me that was in the uh. UFC with like seven fights, eight fights in already, you know. And I was like, I felt like I was doing, doing the better, wow. you know. So getting the best. And I was like, okay. So I was like, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, yeah, I knew I could hang, you know? So that just kind of, like, reassured it for me. Dang. Yeah. Man. That's so, crazy. And yeah. I feel – so you've been in the UFC for how um, This year's second or third year? Yeah, this is coming up on my third, yeah. yeah. Is, is it what you thought it would be? Uh, Man, it, it's amazing, like, just being there and, and everything. But it feels – it felt right, you know, from the get. So – um. But yeah, I still got goals and stuff that I, I gotta achieve still, so so I'm still hungry, you yeah. know. But uh yeah, man, it it's it's awesome to be there, you know, to to get that you know, what I knew and prove to myself that I could I could do it, you know, that's right. that's really really I wanna talk about your goals in a second, but first I mean you've had some epic fights. Colorado, mm-hmm. Boston. Yeah. That seems to be your favorite one. Talk, talk to me yeah. about that. Oh, Boston was slick, man. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one, dude. Boston crowd is amazing. Yeah, it was it was good, and uh, so it was a short notice call. I I knew uh, I was two time RFA champion, and and I knew my call was coming. Like most people, they get the belt and they're they're gone, but not me. I always have to fight my way through it. So I was like, yeah. it's cool. I'm I'm good with that. So I knew it was coming at some point. So I got the call, and it was a weight class up from what I was uh, fighting in RFA. So I was like, okay. And I think uh, I think Blanco was rate, uh, ranked 15th or something. Um, so they called me, and I'm like, yeah, I want it. Let's go. So, so I, short no- how short yeah. notice? So it was like 10 days. What? Yeah, so it was like 10 days, and I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. So so I fly to Boston and then uh, do the whole UFC media thing and all that, and I'm, like, getting suited up. 
And uh, it just all felt right, man. It felt like I was home, you know, my homecoming party. And, uh, yeah, I just walk out there and I see the arena and I'm just like, you know, it's weird because you're in the back and you, you see the dude. Um, he's behind you. He was behind me. So I'm like warming up and I got my suit on, you know, I'm suited and booted. UFC, pow. And yeah. my whole crew's behind me, you know, they're, they're, they're suited. And, you know, you got the cameras and the lights and you're looking out and you see the arena and it's just huge. It looks like ants on a popsicle, you know, <laughs> like, or a donut or something. Cause it's a bowl, you know? Yeah. So it's just like people everywhere and they got the bright lights just going in your face, you know? They're like, you ready? And then your music comes on, boom, you know? <laughs> and then they're like, we're rolling. <laughs> so like, <laughs> boom, you hit, you hit the, you know, the catwalk. You know? What do you feel? Like, what are you feeling when you're walking into a fight? Oh, man. Like so I just, like, looked up, and I was, like, taking it in, man. And, and uh, it was electrifying. You know, your whole body lit up. Is your heart just, rate just going, dude, dude, dude? Man, I, you know, you don't really feel it, but you're just looking there, and it, it just feels sweet, man. It's like, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just – it, it's a lovely feeling. And – uh yeah, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Like, it's like, all right, it's time to show out, you know? And uh, so we're walking through, and we get into the ring, and uh, Rev checks you out. And then they, they call him out. You know, he's got some hype music. You know, I kind of had, like, some some mellow, smooth stuff. That's yeah. my vibe. I, I don't got to get hyped to fight. I've always <laughs> fought. So I was like, we could just we could just fight. We don't have to get we don't have to pump each other up. <laughs> coming coming from the weed dealer himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I was like, man, we could just fight. And he's got the hype music. And the crowd kinda digged it. So I was like, Alright, cool. And he gets in and he's all showing off because, you know, he's he's a veteran. He's fought a lot in the UFC and he's got status and everything. He's bigger than me, so you know, he's he come from Japan. So, uh, so he's over there, you know, so I'm like, yeah, I'm American (laughs) in America, man, come to my land. No, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) anyways, we, 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 uh, we fight and man, I ended up cracking him with the left. I I seen it was open and I touched him one time with it and then, um, I'm Southpaw. So man, I rocked him with that left, man. And I seen him just, I hit him and I didn't even know where he went. He just disappeared. And then I was like. Uh, he's down there. <laughs> Jump on him. <laughs> so I just dive on this dude. And, uh, I, I ended up getting him in a choke because he was still he was still dazed, you know. So I ended up get, finishing him with a submission, a rear naked choke, um, once I dove on his back. And, yeah, that was a wrap, man. And, uh, you know, just feel like just amazing. Like you just hit the lottery, you know, $50,000 lottery with that one. So that was pretty sweet. And and that was just the change of like, you know, everything right there. That was, that was like a whole new start. So, dang, you know, dang. I'm, I'm always so curious. There's, I mean, there is no raw form of competition. I feel like than MMA, like you got two guys in a ring. There's some rules, but not really going at it like the the first one to walk out wins yeah <laughs> do you, you you say you're pretty chill but there's like the mentality that you have to have to be able to go in there and say this guy's coming from my head i gotta i gotta do the same thing back like is there anything you do to prime yourself prep yourself or like get your you know get yourself ready to to be in that situation man i just uh 
I like to tell my family I love them and all that. Yeah, yeah. I tell them goodbye. Really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, just uh, say good thoughts. I'll talk to you afterwards. What are we doing afterwards? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing afterwards. There ain't nothing afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not thinking about afterwards. Wow. You know, so you got to kind of like put yourself in that spot. Stuart die. Because, you know, like if, if it was just you and him locked in a cage, empty, empty arena, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm coming home, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to yeah. come home. Yeah. That's how we're going to roll. Yeah. So you can stay here. <laughs> I'll walk home. <laughs> but, yeah, so it, it's it's intense like that, man. But it's a fight. Um, You... And I think once you get into the UFC, you realize it is a sport, and it's more than just a fight. But I think that that's still the mentality of just being raw and, like, you know, do or die is yeah. is, is key. So, in football, like, the, the film preparation is at least 50% of the game. You're sitting in there. You're watching your practice. You're watching the opponent's games. What is the strategy involved for the for the novices out there like me who don't know much about the the back end stuff of fighting? Yeah. All we see is, is is fight night, and you're just hoping that like you know you would you just want to see blood. Yeah. The strategy when you talk about a fight, from what I've heard, you're like you know I I think I'm gonna have opportunity second late second round. Yeah. Like walk me through that how that goes because I think it's a really interesting part that never gets talked about. Yeah. Um. In in fight preparation. There's a lot of studying your opponent. You got to kind of know the way he acts. You want to know the way he, he moves. You you kind of like, you just sit there and you, you break him down and like, okay, this is what he's doing. This is what he wants to do. This is where he's not working. This happened to him. So I know I can make that happen to him. Right. Um, He's good at doing this and that situation. You want to stay out of there. That's the strong point. You know, and then, and then... You know, there's a point to where you got to fill it out, too, because, like, you know, these people, they're they're veterans, man. They, they're they the baddest people from where they are, you know, and they're, they're paid for that, you know. And so they're training every day to be able to, to right. you know, suck you in and, you know, take your food. They want your plate, you know. Right. Um, so so you got to, like, you got you to gotta fill it out, too. You got to be smart. You got to be in the moment uh, when you do fight. You know, because always the game plan um, isn't always a thing because he's studying you, too. So he might come with a whole different other other game plan. So if you get stuck in that 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 process that you thought was going to happen, then you're like two steps behind because you're not playing the same team anymore or the same person. You know, you're uh, you're you're off of instincts at that point. So, right. So you got to be able to kind of flex and bend because you never know what they're going to bring. I mean, know? how, how aware are you of the strategy when you're getting punched in the face? Like, you know, <laughs> like how can you be that strategic when you got such physical damage being done to you? Yeah, okay. man. Like you, I guess you, you get into a point to where you don't really notice it. Right. And, uh, and you're more you're more uh, focused on like the moment and okay. being being zen, man. For, for like me, like I don't need to get hype and do all that stuff. Like I'm gonna come out, and I'm gonna scrap. 
so so for me staying focused and like controlling and harnessing the energy is more important than uh than like being too aggressive you know yeah i mean i'm always looking to finish and hurt the person because obviously they want to hurt you um you know they're not gonna if it's their neck or your neck you know it's they're gonna pick your neck right right (laughs) so yeah man just being focused uh and being chilling there and just reflexes man it's like uh you know you run the play a hundred times when you're studying that team you know once you know that play comes up and and everybody goes to their position right bro it's it's money yeah you know like bam touchdown right that was exactly what y'all drill when everybody plays it out and that's kind of the same way um in fighting like your your autopilot kicks in and then like you know you'll be in the moment and you see something and boom you're like oh i already did that but then you think it in your head you're like oh yeah right cross hook body kick or whatever and but you already did it and you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. i already did that you know what i mean so yeah. like you're basically like you're just like i don't know it's like a like autopilot right. you know like the plane's flying itself you right. just gotta let it ride right you know because like you're gonna react you're gonna see it before you even think about it like you're you've trained your body to like your nervous system is like it's like overlaps in your brain so like your body's moving but your mind's like behind right you know everything's just instinctual wow. you know so you've done did it so much and so many reps and you know yeah so you're just kind of like and then afterwards you're like ah oh, it's over with <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's already over with oh man the training for what you guys do the first time i met luke actually I walked in. We were both training at the same gym. And I was in there doing, like, some sprints, maybe some bench press. And Luke was just throwing this medicine ball against a wall, like, nonstop. I go to the bathroom, come back, like, ten minutes later. He's still throwing the medicine ball <laughs> against a wall. And it's like there's so many different components about it. I'm super interested to hear because in football it's like – I mean, weight is kind of an issue for us, but not nearly as regulated as you guys. And then – the technicality I feel like of football is, is pretty high, but it's a whole nother level for, for what you do. Walk me through your training strategy, how that usually goes. Like, is it three months out from a fight or, or, or all those details I'm super curious about? Yeah, man. First off, you was killing those sprints, bro. <laughs> hey, don't let him fool you. You was getting those sprints. I was like, who's that power couple just <laughs> killing it on the turf? I was like, okay, I'm going to throw a little harder. <laughs> Dang, you still going? Yeah, so I seen you. I was like, that's impressive. (laughs) I see y'all grinding. It was nice. Yeah. I like that kind of vibe in the gym. Um, But for me, the preparation, like you said, it's just, you know, staying active, um, staying moving. Uh, Diet's a big thing. Uh, Like to be healthy and, you know, follow the plan. Um, Staying in the gym, though, is the main thing. Just staying in shape. Um, you know, strength training, and then uh, I, I train jiu-jitsu, um, which is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, BJJ. I, I train wrestling, Muay Thai. I do boxing, and, and I train mixed martial arts. So so all that with strength training and conditioning, you know, it's, it's pretty busy. And you got to stay up on all that because 
you know, all those aspects come come into play. It's like when we were talking about film, you know, you never know what that guy's going to bring because at that level, you know, everyone can do it all. Right. So you can't be like, you can't focus on one of those things more than other, another unless like you're for sure, for sure this dude can't like he's no good at that which is pretty rare um at the elite level there's maybe one guy or two guys but other than that everybody can do everything you know it's um i mean we were just talking as we were coming in here you're doing two-a-day training sessions yeah yeah and you didn't even know you had anything on the schedule right so you're i mean whether you know you're gonna fight and whether you know when you're gonna fight like you're hitting it how many hours a day, no matter what? Yeah, so, like, I, usually, like, two hours in the morning um, and then two hours in the evening. So, yeah, you know, morning session, night session usually runs about two hours. And yeah. Then, so about four a day. But, you know, you wake up and you stretch. And, you know, that's not counting, like, the, the small things, you know, because uh, recovery and, you know, trigger balls right, and, right. you know, like, mobility and you know yeah you know cold showers and saunas and stuff like that yeah you know what is i want to ask you about your motivations to keep going like it's kind of hard when you're not i mean you have a team and i do want to talk about who's on your team but when when you don't have like the nfl is so structured you know i i have i'm held accountable by somebody Mm. like in a very real direct sense you kind of don't have that to that same extent what is the motivation to keep to keep going on a day-to-day basis you know yeah man it's beating the next person yeah you know because the next fight is always the biggest fight so uh yeah for me it's just you know dominating in that next fight winning that next one um but then you know i I do it for my family and you know i want to i want to i got goals you know so i i gotta I got to win that next fight and I can't, I can't sit around and expect those goals to, to come without me doing the work and, you know, getting after it. So that's kind of what I look at. And then I want to be better because I'm always my worst critic. Like I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be somebody or whatever. And then I'm like, oh man, I should have, I should have knocked him out in one minute. It took four. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I suck. <laughs> I'm like, we got to do better, Luke. Come on. <laughs> like, why'd you get hit or whatever? Like, why? And uh, let's fix that. Don't let it happen again. You know, so uh, always just trying to better, better the next time. That's that's motivation for me. And like, that keeps you going day in, day out. Like, every day you wake up and it's like. Yeah, man. Like, because wow. I'm my own boss. So I, I got to I gotta treat it like that, you know. I got to be like, I got to hold myself accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Who is Who is on your team? Yeah, so um, Nashville Mixed Martial Arts is uh, is my team here. That's been my team since I since I started. You know, those four amateur fights. Uh, that's where I started. So um, so now I'm a co owner at the gym. Nice. So got a little gym ownership, and that that's great, especially because that's where I started. Yeah. And um, so I believe in the place, and like, you know, it it got me to where I I wanted to go, um, because you know, that's where I started and I'm part of it now. So that, that feels really good. What are some of the goals that you have now? Man, like, so I wrote out my goals and, um, so I want to win two more fights this year. Um, and then, you know, I want to be the UFC champion. I want to bring that strap to Nashville and just bam, 
I get a huge ass <laughs> tattoo on my stomach <laughs> of the UFC belt once I get it. Cause hey, you know, champion of the world, you can't can't get no better than that. So, but I want that. I want that gold. You know, and that's what I'm going for. Like, ultimately, that's that's my goal. You know, yeah. winning the belt. So, bang. <laughs> well, I believe you could do it the way you train. Um, your 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 nickname is Cool Hand. How did yeah. how did you come upon that name? Oh man, my parents are like some hippies, right? And uh, so there was a whole old hippie movie back in the day, Cool Hand. So they always called me Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> yeah, they was like Cool Hand Luke, and so I kind of like I, that's just what they always called me when I was little. And then you know I started fighting again. And it was like Cool Hand Luke. <laughs> I was like, okay, I feel like it fits right. your personality so, so perfectly. <laughs> it was it was a uh, uh, yeah. Everybody loved it, so I was like, all right. It, it sticks, then I guess. You at one point had um, you're penalized for gaining more than ten percent weight before yeah. a fight. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Like I, th- I just thought it was kind of how people did it. You drop weight for the for the weigh in, and then you get back in. But you yeah. were penalized for that. Was that? Yeah, man. So like, th- that's California for you. <laughs> they gonna <laughs> penalize you on anything. <laughs> they want tax money. They penalize it. <laughs> They're just coming out the gates. Like, uh, how can we get you? Gosh. Let's get in that pocket. Let's make things hard. <laughs> so it was California rule. Okay. So and normal um, United States uh, commission fighting um, for the states athletic commission. They don't. They don't do that. It's not a thing. But, uh, you know, in California, things are a little different. So, you know, weed is legal there. (laughs) It's not everywhere else. (laughs) Well, maybe like another, what, two, one or two? A handful of states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't do weed anymore. I would know if I did. (laughs) I'd be like, okay, it's Colorado. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, man. So. Any, have have there been any other points in your career where you're like, man, this is tough. Like, I'm gonna have a hard time recovering from this or moving through this. Um, yeah, man. Like after my two losses, because you know I was I was 11 and 0 after that Blanco fight in Boston. So I'm like 11 and 0 king shit. You right. know what I mean? And then I go my next two fights. I come back off of an ACL surgery. I got hiking. Blew my ACL. So I didn't have a fight for a whole year. Come back. I got I got a top 10 guy or whatever. Man, I'm running through this cat. And he catches me in a leg bar. I mean, it was to the point to where, like, the ref was going to stop it, like, five times verbally said that. And he still didn't. And everybody was like, dude, they should stop it. Like, because like, you were, I remember watching the fight. You were beating him. Yeah, I was murdering him. And I'm like, I'm thinking, like, what do I got to do? I got to kill this dude? Like, I mean, obviously, I got to kill him. So, like, he's coming up off the ground, and I, like, just crack him with the knee. Because I'm like, at this point, dude, I went into, like, like savage mode. You know? I'm like, okay, well, I guess he just wants me to, to vegetalize this dude. Like, <laughs> so I bust him with the knee just because I'm thinking, like, bro, like, I got I to end it. <laughs> got to end him because it's not going to be stopped by the ref. So he was coming up, and it was one of those things that changed the rules in the background. It was like, you know, three-point um, rule. And right before they changed it, they was like, there's no more three-point rule. So um, he was considered down, which I didn't mean to do it when he was down. And then they took point from me then. 
So I come back, get me in the knee bar. Next fight, same thing. Working this dude, I'm like, man, I'm way better than this cat. Bah, 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 bah. Got caught. So I'm I'm tw- I'm eleven and two at this point, and I'm like, bro, this this is brutal. Yeah. Like this sucks. I'm thinking like to myself, I'm like, I I can't do another L. That's not that's not fun. Like getting getting beat in a fist fight. That's new to me. I'm like. Not, though I didn't feel like they beat me, I, I think I was a better person, but they won. And I'm like, man, this ain't fun. Like, because you work so hard um, for that for that 15 minutes, and then, like, basically somebody gets lucky, in my case, and I was like, man, that's bad luck. It all comes down to luck now, and I'm thinking, like, dang, that's, that sucks because you get paid half of what you would normally get. So, like, you, I'm like, man, I earned that whole money, but I only get half because I lost. Right. So, like, there's like, there was, like, no satisfaction in that. I was like, man, like, and I was dominating the fight. Like, you know, like, I'm a better person. Like, I, I, I deserve that. Like, I earned that money. Like, right. But you don't get it. So, I was like, I was looking at it. I was like, man, there's not, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, just, you know? And, uh. But I had to come back to that thing. Like, I had to remember my goals, and I had to remember, like, that, you know, you're going to have waves, up and down moments. But if you, if you want to stay down here and you want to complain about, oh, you wasn't lucky, and, you know, oh, it didn't work out for me, I should have did this, I should have did that, then you're going to live that kind of life. And I, I didn't want to be in that kind of life because, you know, I committed to, to this. Uh, you know, once I seen myself and I was like, I'm going to do it, like, I'm going to do it, like, shut it up. So, you know, I just, I just changed right then. I was like, no, nope, we're going to win. We're going to do whatever it takes. We're getting back on top. We're going to the next place. You know, we're, we're coming back up. So now I'm 12 and 2. I'm back on track. Yeah, feeling like myself. Did. Yeah. And you did redeem those losses. Yeah, yeah. Last month I fought and I, I got that win. So that was good. And now I got the confidence back. I'm like, yep, we got the ball rolling. Yeah. We're going. What's tough? So, so your sources of revenue as a fighter are win the fight, yeah. get a check. Yeah. Sponsors? Yeah, sponsors. And then now you have the gym. But beyond yeah. that, it's like. Yeah, beyond that, it's, you know, scrapping. Yeah. It's just you got you got to fight. You got to get to that. You got to get to that uh, octagon. Dang. Yes, sir. Uh, wow. Uh-huh. Savage life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Scrapping for money. Uh, <laughs> you know? um, okay, so I want to go to some questions that some of the, the fans asked, all right? Yes. I asked the people that I was doing an interview, all right? And, um, uh, let's see, Clark, Clark asks, what made you want to do the job that you do? Like, what, what made you want to Actually, get in the MMA, leave the HVAC stuff behind, and do what you're doing. Yeah, man, just just looking for a better way, man, and you know, getting that notoriety and, and being a professional was what I always wanted as a kid. I knew I was going to be a professional, and uh, and I seen MMA, and I was like, that's the sport for me. Wow. That's my sport. Wow. So, like, you just but you're like this legendary athlete, and you choose MMA. It, it just made sense, man. It was the one that, like, I don't know, just, 
as a kid, man, if they would have had MMA or they would have, like, gave me some money or, like, had some new shoes on the table, I would have fought any kid in the playground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like, without hesitation, for a lollipop, I would have did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I was like, well, it's cool. I get paid to do this. <laughs> like, if, I would have done it for free, but I would make some money. That's all right, man. Let's go. Um, let's see. Zach Elliott asks, uh, What's the, what's the place to get punched that hurts the most? Oh, punch your face. Man, I'd say the liver shot. Right here? Yeah. The liver? Whew. That's terrible. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a southpaw, like, so I, I aim for the liver. Like, my power side is their liver, so it's not necessarily a strong advantage for them. But, man, the liver is brutal. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll just stop you. Do you actually like pee blood after that? People have done that. I've heard of that. I don't know. I've heard people shit in their pants. <laughs> you know, I never seen somebody shit, or they never said they pee blood. But man, I've seen people just lay on the floor for like long periods of time and just just lock up. You know. So yeah, the liver shot hurts. Temples temples pretty brutal too. Kind of get a little little wobbly and. You know, shit starts spinning, but the liver just does, it just cuts you. It hurts you. Eat. You think somewhere in the face would be Yeah, no, the face don't hurt that much. Really? Yeah, the face don't hurt that much. I mean, you feel it, but it's not like, you know, you can you can eat those. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a sandwich. <laughs> I, I did not eat that like a sandwich. Um, and Katie asks, how long does it take for you to recover from a fight? It depends on the fight. Yeah. Some days I'm back in the gym that week. Really? Um, yeah, sometimes. And, you know, especially if it's a good fight like that, you're like, ooh, <laughs> I want to do that again. <laughs> Dude, I get nervous while I play football. I would just, I'd be out there, man. I don't know. It was just something to me. I could, I didn't feel like I can control it, you know, and like. I don't know. It's like if somebody like they hit harder than you or they're bigger than you or they get the right angle, like boom, you get leveled and that's that. Like how can I control that? But then like in MMA, I'm like, okay, well, I got options. I'm like, hey, you, you might be able to like punch a little better than me, but can you kick better than me? <laughs> if you kick better than me, maybe you don't wrestle as good as me. I got options. It's like, I don't know. For me, it's just I'm more comfortable. Like, you know? So, I actually, this is a personal question. There's a lot of football players, especially, like, NFL guys that are, like, watching fights. They <laughs> love watching fights. And, like, they're like, man, like, I could, pro- I could probably hang with them. Or, like, what what do you have to say to people that, because like, I'm sure you get that all the time. Yeah. Oh, like, you fight. Like, yeah. You, you either get people that pay you mad respect, or they're like, they're like, fight. Like, I could probably do that. What do you have to say to those people that don't give enough credit? Like, do you ever... Man, like it, you you better you better know you can do it. You yeah. better not think or like, yeah, I could do that. Like, you better know you can do it first off. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get in there and think nothing. You want to know you can do it, but uh, man, yeah, it's like it's the breakdown between like physical prowess and technicality, like. If, if you're like, all right, this guy's a physical specimen, has zero training in fighting. Yeah. 
Does he have a chance? Like, what percentage is it? Is it is no, it he's a fish out of water, you know? Yeah. He's a fish out of water. Yeah. He don't get... If he don't land that first one that he threw, which he's not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's, he's, he's going to the deep end, and he can't swim. <laughs> you know? Like, you don't have a... You have no... Get out of jail cards. Yeah. 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 If, if you don't know what's happening, you're you're just done. It's like chess. If you don't know how to play chess, like, don't even. <laughs> don't even move. <laughs> just opt out the game. Yeah, don't play. <laughs> I want to hear about some of the fun things you have going on right now. Yeah, man, fun things. Um, I'm moving back to Nashville. I was in L.A., my lease ends. I'm coming back to Nashville. I'll be at the gym a whole lot more. Um, spending time with the family. I got a fight coming up today. I just signed a contract for it. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks, bro. Um, I'm pumped. Yeah, man. So I got the contract today. Um, stoked about it. And, uh, you know, it's bikini season. So I'm going to be hitting up the, uh, the pool and then <laughs> try to get somewhere for the summer, you know? like uh, pool I got to go to the city with a bikini, bro. I mean, we'll find one if you want. So, yeah, man, just just enjoy the summer and, and get on this grind. And, you know, I think that's funny to grind. But, uh, yeah, man, get, get get training, man. Get, you know, I'm motivated. I got I got something in 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 the works. So I'm locked in. And I'm ready to grow. Yeah, yeah, the fight. Yeah, so, like, that's that right now you know i got my meal plan on point i just started that monday got the contract signed today so yeah man being good bro and then you know moving and grooving i want to make sure that this isn't something on the radar even though you mentioned it a couple of times you do own a gym the one mm-hmm. that you started that yeah here in nashville yep where can people find that what's like what's the name of it what's yeah up, what's out of town yeah it's a uh, nashville mma it's uh 7-eleven main street and um yeah, basically, it's a cool gym, man. Um, we got, like, a lot of good coaches there. You know, like, they helped me get to where I am. Um, we got lots of families there. Uh, we got strength training programs, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for kids and adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and most of the people that come in there are, are family, you know, family people. You know, they're they're uh, business professionals in their own, you know, their own world. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just got a good vibe, man, and um, I'm really liking liking uh, being around more, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, a um, couple more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, man. Do you have a secret sauce like to your success? Is there like one thing where you're like, not it's hard work or, or whatever? Do you have one thing that you point to in your career that you attribute your success to? Yeah, I think it's just like being stubborn, man, and just like. Having that little chip, you know, yeah. like uh, I can do this, I can do it. I- I'll work for it. I'll put my nose down. I'll grind. I, I don't need a handout, so I always I- I'm a go getter, and I'll just hustle. I'll-, I'll I'll build it, you know. I'll make it work. That's my thing. I just always like I'm gonna make it work, you know. Whatever it takes, gonna make it work. Yeah. Just knowing I'm gonna make it work. That's that's just the mentality I take. Um, the approach. Well, I just feel like when you get done with fighting, you're using big things too. I want to hear about. I want to hear about some of this ice that you're wearing right now. What is it? 
What is this jewelry? Oh man! Oh uh, yeah, this was a uh, was a present um, when I won the RFA title, the World Championship title for them um, in Denver, which I headlined. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is uh, this is a little Mexican piece. Um, got some like silver dollars on it, and uh, I think this is like thirty nine. But yeah. So which which, which side of, of your parents is Mexican? My mom. Okay. Yeah. What part of Mexico? Uh Mexican. Yeah. I I don't know either, but apparently they got like really pretty eyes. So like my uncles and stuff, they're Mexican. Eyes? But, yeah, they're Mexican, but they got like blue eyes, green eyes. Really? Yeah, my mom's are brown, my dad's are icy blue, but um he's just a straight up gringo. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I just got uh, done watching Narcos on um, Dude, Netflix. That's a good that's show, man. Good wow. <laughs> yeah, I see that too. It was good. Uh, I like that one. I also want to hear about. Tell me one tat. Tell me about one of your tats that you got. Um. Ooh. You don't have to show it if it's in yeah. You know, you probably um. Okay. So I like this one. Um, he he's probably not my best tattoo, but um, this is my Jaguar Warrior. You have nipples too. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. he got some stuff happening with him. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's got the uh, he's an Aztec Jaguar. He's got the the Jaguar headdress with the the print. So basically, um, the Aztec Jaguar, um, they were uh, they were considered royalty, but they they usually come from lower class. Uh, like bring up and and they fight their way up through the ranks to where they earn the title Jaguar. So if you're a Jaguar, you can wear the Jaguar, but if you're not, you can't. So basically like, yeah, you can eat at the royal table, you're considered like, you know, the royalty. So, you know, if you come to a village or whatever, like people have to feed you, like they have to treat you like like the man, you know? So it was kinda like, you know, fight your way up and then yeah. Thank you. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Good art right there, man. Thanks, man. Um, okay. When you gonna get what? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know if I got the body. I'm just slapping you. Oh man, I was just talking about how lean you are, though. You look well, good, compared man. Compared to where I was, he was just making fun of me because I was I was real chub when we first met. But ah, he wasn't chub. Let's be honest. You was you was, was still super fit. Nobody would. You uh, think you were, but you were. I, I actually but you're super leaned up right now, though. <laughs> and you got the tan. Good. So, yeah. yeah, California will do that to you, man. Yeah, that's true. I love this dude's lingo. Every time I text him, like, his word for cool or all right is deadly, it seems like. Is that what that means? I, yeah, I'd say all kind of fun stuff, just it, being silly. I like, I, my thing, though, really here lately are those gifts. Man, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the gifts. And then, like, emojis, I was just like, man. That's funny. Yeah, let's keep it fun. Uh, all right, hypothetical. Twenty years from now, you got a biographical book about your life. Mm. Um, you write the dedication. Who are you writing the dedication to? Just one person. I'd say uh, my father. Yeah, yeah. He he's just a legend, man. He's a. Uh, He's always been there with me, man, since since a little kid. He was, like, my first coach. Though he never was my coach, he was, like, my first coach, you know? Because yeah. he was always there at all the practices and stuff. So I was really lucky to have him, like, you know, be there. And, like, he's still at every fight, you know? Like, I'll, 
I'll fly him in like a couple weeks early just to like hang out with me. Makes me feel like a kid again, you know. Yeah. And I feel like, all right, this is the thing. Like we're going on the weekend trip. We about yeah. to we about to rock and roll, you know. Yeah. We are about to bring home some trophies bigger than me. You got to care, pops. <laughs> you know, that's what you for. Uh, yeah. You got to carry the trophies. It's great. Yeah. Um, do you have any do you have any closing words of inspiration for people out there like or like uh, any takeaways as we close out here? Um, people um, aspiring to do what you want to do. Yeah, just uh, you know, uh, just be dedicated and, and find find the best place you can and commit. You know, just commit to what you what you want to do and you know, chase it. Yeah, yeah, run it down, grab it. Don't let it go. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I feel inspired after listening to your story. I appreciate oh, it. Man, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, guys. It's Andrew, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Redirected. If you find this podcast valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you happen to listen from. You can share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. Also, head over to andrewdes.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. And while you're at my site, be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you can get updates on other fun stuff going on. Also, you guys know I love connecting with you, so if you want to reach out to me directly on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at andrewdeast. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next time on Redirected. Oh, 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 oh,